So, church, let us do this. As we move into a time of prayer this morning, I think it very necessary that we get into the Word of God to have that as our anchor in moving into a time of a communion, prayerful communion with the Lord. So let us go to the scripture that I'm going to come back to in just a moment, Matthew 9, verses 37 and 38. If you have your uh, Bibles in front of you, please uh, turn there now, or you can look on the screen, and we can say these words responsibly. Please join me. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen and amen. Church, if you would, let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, it's very important that people of faith, Lord, that people that claim Christ as Lord always pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That brings the Savior into the moment. It brings the Savior into the prayer. It brings the Savior, the great healer, into the need that is at hand. Lord Jesus, we're firstly thankful Lord, that you give us this day and that you call it good. Lord, it has been quite a week, Lord, for each and every one of us. Lord, as we have dealt with the storms, as we have dealt with no power and then power again and then no power, Lord. So for those households, for those communities that still do or have no power, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus a divine dome over them, Lord, that they will be cared for, that they will be looked after, that they know in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they are being prayed for this day. Bring them a peace, Lord, that only you can give, that only you can bring them. Lord, we pray, Lord, that these storms that are coming, these storms, Lord, that uh, are headed elsewhere in the communities that will be affected by them, we pray, Lord, ahead, Lord, of those storms and those lives, those many souls, oh God, that will be affected by this inclement weather. We just pray the hand and the heart of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, over them. Comfort them. Let them know, O oh God, that you are able, Lord, that you are God and that you are mighty. As Scripture says, you are a refuge and you are our strength. Lord Jesus, this is a very special day. It is the Sabbath day. It is a day in which we give you the honor and the glory. It's also a day, O oh God, that we recognize our dads, our fathers this day, our earthly fathers, those fathers, O oh God, who uh, established, Lord, who loved, Lord, who taught, Lord, who instructed, Lord, who cared for, who built that firm foundation for us, Lord, with your help. The dads, Lord, are the instruments, Lord, of that building process, Lord. 
We give thanks for the fathers, O oh God, that are with us. Those dads, O oh God, whom we can hug, whom we can shake their hands, who we can give thanks for this day. We're also very mindful, Lord, and very thankful for the fathers that we see no more. Lord, we do grieve, we do mourn, Lord, their passing, the fact that they are no longer with us this day, the fact, O oh God, that that chair at the dinner table, Lord, is empty. It's for them, Lord, and we remember. But we know, O oh God, that we have a mighty Savior, and those dads that we see no more are in your eternal embrace. Lord, their legacy lives on through their surviving family. So bless these families, O oh God, who currently do not have their earthly father anymore. Bless them. Give them a peace and an understanding that only you can, for they are remembered this day and they will always be loved, and their legacy lives on through their surviving family. We turn our hearts now to you, O oh God, our loving, eternal Father, Lord, for you are, Lord, our champion, for you are our Lord. You are the giver of our salvation. You are the one who defeated death, and sin. So, Lord, we turn our hearts to you and we give thanks to you this day, Lord, for being who you are, for giving us your Son, Jesus Christ, so that we might have redemption and know eternal life through you. Lord, we have much to give thanks for this day the power of healing, the power of forgiveness, and the gift of eternal life. For with you, O oh God, there is always victory. So we ask this now and always in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, who gave us a model prayer to live by. That is the Lord's Prayer. And church, if you would, please join me now in this prayer that the Savior gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Church, before I get into the Word, I, I want to bring attention to someone who uh, has not been with us for some time, only because he has been healing from surgery. But I do want to recognize John Novak. He is back with us after having significant surgery. He is with his wife, Kelly. John, we have been praying for you, brother, and I am so glad, as we all are, to see you both here. God bless you. God bless you. I'm glad that you are with us this day. It is very good to see you, and we have been praying for you. God bless. God bless. Uh, prayers are powerful, and they are effective, and I know, I know you have felt the, the great spiritual impact of that. So good to, good to see you this day. 
So church, let us do this. Let us go now to the text, uh, Matthew, this morning. The compassion of Jesus Christ, we will hear uh, from God's Word. This is the ninth chapter, verses 35 through 38. And what I'm going to ask you to do, please, is stand out of respect for the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we will uh, find out more about how our Lord and Savior was compassionate this morning. The Word says this, Then Jesus went about all of the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And you may be seated. Thank you. So, uh, church, this uh, text really, really struck me uh, as I was praying and, and preparing uh, for uh, this uh, Sunday's worship service. Uh, it, something about this text, I'm like, Lord, you, you've, got, you've got my name written all over it. It, it is speaking a powerful, powerful word uh, to me this day. So I, I feel honored this morning that uh, I, I can share uh, some thoughts here. So, uh, church, here's, here's the word of the day. Okay, the, the word of the day is simply the word compassion, okay? Compassion. We hear that word a lot. We, we read uh, about that word uh, a lot. Let, let me make the case that uh, society has its own spin on that word compassion, but the Bible also has a meaning and a definition for this word as well. So I definitely want to use God's holy word as our anchor for what the word compassion means and how it can ultimately, like all of God's word, be applied to our daily lives. And that's how the living word of God is living for you and I because we can apply it. So the word of the day this morning is compassion, okay? So let's go back to the word of God and, and look at how scripture is using this word, particularly in the context and the life of Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna go uh, to uh, verse 36 this morning, verse 36. And it says this, but when he he being Jesus, saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having 
no shepherd. There it is. So Jesus is doing ministry. He is moving. By no means is he a savior, okay, that is idle, that is stayed put in one spot. He is on the move, preaching and teaching and healing in the name of the Father. And as he is doing this, we come about halfway through this gospel. And we have Jesus looking out across this multitude, Scripture says. And I want you to think about this multitude in this way, okay? These are people that we are talking about. The multitude are people, men, women, and children. And in any crowd then, like today, we have people that are what? That are happy that are sad, that are anxious, that are struggling, that are hurting, that are joyful. This is a group of people then, like today, that are basically a mixed bag. Some are clean, some are dirty, some are stinky. We've got people here, okay? A multitude. So put yourself in this text and say, we've got a mixed bag of people that Jesus has compassion for. Now, the biblical definition, watch this, of the word compassion is simply this, to recognize one's suffering, okay? Let me say that again, okay? The biblical definition of compassion is to recognize someone's suffering. Now, let me stop just a moment and have you think about what Jesus did in his life and in his ministry. Throughout his ministry here on earth, that's exactly what the Savior did, did he not? And we've got gospel evidence of that very thing. He recognized people's suffering, and he did something about it. God, his Father, gave him the power then, okay, when he recognized that suffering to bring healing to that person, to that crowd, to that community. He also set the captive free as well. He did just that. Now, I, I want to I share this with you in Latin, okay? In Latin, compassion means to suffer with, okay? To suffer with. So, just to recap here, compassion means to recognize someone's suffering and to suffer with. And I can't think of a better person okay, who recognized and who suffered with someone else besides the person of Jesus Christ. Think about it. We've got an awesome, awesome Savior who modeled what it means to be compassionate. Now, Jesus was moved with compassion, okay? He was moved with compassion, Scripture says. Let me go back to the text he was moved with compassion, verse 36. Why? 
Why was he moved with compassion? Well, the scripture gives us some evidence as to why, and it simply says this, because they were weary and scattered. They were weary and scattered, Scripture says. And then it continues by saying, they were weary and scattered, what? Like sheep having no shepherd. Weary and scattered. A sheep having no shepherd. This was written many, many thousands of years ago, but it's so relevant for you and I right now. It's so relevant for the world right now. How many people do you know are weary and scattered and they're living their lives like sheep without a shepherd? I want you to be connecting to this. Jesus had compassion on those who were weary and scattered, who were wandering around in life like a sheep without a shepherd. I made some notes here, okay, about weary and scattered. Just, if you would, diagnose our world right now. Diagnose our society right now. Okay, weary and scattered. Think about it in this way. Marriages, okay, in general, weary and scattered. Families, the family unit, often weary and scattered. Washington, D.C., weary and scattered. Churches, churches, unfortunately, weary and scattered. Preachers, weary and scattered. People just living life day to day, trying to get by, trying to survive. They are weary and scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. Am I speaking to you? Am I speaking to you? You don't have to look far to see to diagnose someone who is or who feels or who is experiencing being wearied and scattered, who is just wandering like a sheep without a shepherd. Let me go back to the text here. Let me go to verse 36. Hear it again. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Church, let me, let, let, let me make this point here. Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the weary and the scattered, when he saw the hurting, the broken, and the defeated. You see, Jesus had this ability I believe, and I hope you do too, it was a divine ability given from his Father onto him, a divine ability to look at that mass of people, okay, who were weary and scattered, and he saw their hurting hearts, listen, their hurting hearts and their desperate needs from 
within. That was the gift. That was the ability that Jesus had. He, let me say it another way. He was able to look beyond the smile that we can put on our face. He was able to look beyond the mask that you and I often wear. He was able to go deeper and to see, here it is, the hurting heart. The hurting heart. The desperate need for something more. Now watch what Jesus does here, okay? He sees the wearied and scattered people like sheep having no shepherd. That's 36. And then verse 37 says this, and then he said to his disciples, watch this, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Here's what Jesus does, okay? This is very important. He is able to couple compassion with encouragement. Jesus grouped, he coupled compassion with encouragement. Now, let me explain, okay? When you and I, when you and I suffer with someone feeling their pain, recognizing someone else's pain, we call that compassion, okay? But then we act on our compassion when we do something to help someone else. That's encouragement. Now, let me say that again, okay? When we suffer with someone feeling someone's pain, we call that compassion, you see? But then we act, you see, on our compassion when we do something to help someone else. We don't enable them. No, no, no. We help them. We take them a step forward. A step forward is important. That, church, is encouragement. So I was, as I was thinking about this text, as I was praying over this text, as I was trying to make sense of this text, with it being Father's Day, dads, listen carefully. Dads, fathers, be the compassionate one. Dads, be the compassionate one. Husbands, be the compassionate one. Always, always, always couple compassion with encouragement. And what I mean by that is encourage dads, fathers, husbands. Encourage your children always to labor for Jesus Christ, to labor for the gospel, to labor for the kingdom of God, to labor towards being compassionate Christians who, here it is, transform the world, not common Christians who just conform. 
Did you hear that? Let me say it again. This is absolutely critical. Dads, fathers, parents, encourage your children always to labor for Jesus Christ, to labor for the gospel, to labor for the kingdom of God. Scripture is clear about that. Jesus commands us to do this. And here's the other part. Labor towards always being a compassionate Christian who transforms the world, not a common Christian who will just conform to society. Jesus says this, and he's very clear, and let me read it again. This is verse 37. These are the Savior's words. He says to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, church, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Did you hear it? The harvest, church, is plentiful but the laborers are few. Here's the good news of the gospel, church. We, we can change that paradigm today. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with us. Listen, compassion plus encouragement equals a win for Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Glory be to his name. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, compassion. Lord, there's a lot of people in this world who have been hurt. There's a lot of people in this world, oh God, who are in a dark place right now. There's a lot of people in this world who do not know Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, over the church, over the believers. I pray your spirit, Lord, into each and every one of us here at Benton Methodist Church. I pray, Lord, that we can be compassionate Christians, Lord, who also encourage, who also empower, who also labor for the gospel and the good news that it brings to a hurting, sinful world, Lord. We can do this, Lord, together. We can do this, Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit, but it takes all of us, and it takes honoring your word, honoring Jesus Christ, and honoring the movement and the power that the Holy Spirit can anoint us with to do this, Lord, together for your glory. So guide us, Lord, and forgive us for when we sin, Lord, for there we are, Lord, before your glory. Let us honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.